1: Where in Rima? Seven till nine. News talk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one. Welcome to the jungle. So where were you on that day, Mr. Rima?
0: Um <laughs> uh, right there in the triangle of New York, DC, and Pennsylvania. I was I was working in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which was a uh, coastal town that was a vacation town for a lot of folks in D.C., in New York, in uh, Pennsylvania. I mean, that's it's right there in the middle of it all. And uh, yeah, wow. I I had just uh, f- I I quit my job. I was my first talk radio show was was there in Delaware, and and uh, my then wife and I, my my daughter's mom, and we were moving out to Colorado. Uh, my daughter was three months old, and so I wasn't even on the air anymore. I was just kind of they had let me they let me stay on. For my, you know, the, the month, last month I was there, just kind of running the board and wasn't on the air. uh You know, so I, I'm 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 at the board. I'm trying to bring up Doctor Laura. And this station was so small. It was in a cornfield, man. This station was so small. We did not have a live te- television set in the in the station. We did not. We could not see anything live on TV. uh And so I heard it all. I heard. You know, first the uh, plane had hit the first tower, and you're thinking it's a small plane, like you said earlier, that got off course or something. And then, of course, when you hear the second plane. So I I didn't visually see any of it for several hours. I listened to it through the board, because we just went to ABC and just left it there. Uh, And then our news guy, who was the evening guy, Andy, He ran in, and he had managed to shove, this is how you know, this is 20 years ago, right, 19 years ago. Managed to to shove a VHS tape after the first plane hit while he was watching Fox News. So he recorded the second plane hit. He ran down to the station, and we did have a TV set with a VCR. (laughs) He plugged it. You couldn't look at it on your phones. I mean, this is all pre-smartphones and all that. So uh, you know, we—I literally saw the second plane hit on a VHS tape, hmm. uh, and this was a very strange time because my uh, my daughter's mom and her had already moved out to Colorado. So I was I was living like a hobo on people's couches and stuff, and out of my car for the last few weeks. I was in Delaware before driving out, and I didn't have a job on the other side. We just decided we we're going to move out west. And so it was really surreal. I, I spent a lot of time in bars and restaurants watching TV because that's the only place I could see TV, and uh, just kind of rambling around Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and Ocean City, Maryland, uh, in the in the days and weeks after, and uh, uh, then eventually uh, pointed my hood west. Do you the rest remember is your thoughts? history? <laughs> What's that? Do you remember your remember thoughts, my, or your emotions? Thoughts.
1: Oh. emotions?
0: Many. I mean, I, it. it, it. It was surreal because at that time, it was a very... This was called Second Season in Ocean City and Rehoboth Beach, which is the September-October season. Uh, There's there's a lot of people that come out to the beach towns after the summer because it's cheaper and there's fewer people there. So there's usually a lot of partying going on. It's still kind of a party town. And driving up and down Coastal Highway was like going through a funeral. I mean, it was the strangest, most surreal... Thing to be a in a party town, a beach town, a boardwalk town, and uh, all the marquees had nine eleven messages. It, it was it was. I, it, I I knew at that time that my life was changing, just like the country had just changed. Everything had just changed, and it was strange because I made my second trip across country to Colorado. Uh, I had first driven the, the moving van out. This was a couple of weeks before, pre nine eleven, you know. And then I drove out myself for good, and I hit all the same truck stops and gas stations I did coming out. And it was strange how things had changed, and the mood, the general mood across the country was just this wide-eyed disbelief mixed with just an extreme sadness. And, you know, I, I, what did I feel? I, I felt like the world was coming to an end. I felt like, what, what the hell did I just do? I just quit my job and I'm moving out west and, and now this. And, and I kept coming back to, um, if I can just, one more, I'll say one more thing. I don't really remember the emotions, but it was very personal back there. I mean, I will say that it was very personal because I was surrounded by people who didn't know if they'd lost a loved one. Our news girl, Sharon McConnell at WGMD, uh, couldn't get a hold of her sister that day who was, in one of the towers working i mean it was very you knew these places like i knew the pentagon i knew dc i you know knew pennsylvania very well i'd I'd been to the city i knew the city you know and it was it was it was just surreal and i just remember one moment more than any other and i was away from my kid that kid's three months old she's in colorado and i'm on the beach at robot beach delaware or actually Ocean City, with the mayor of Ocean City, Jim Matthias, who is now just a state senator, and uh, was a very good friend of mine, and it was Kite Fest. And Kite Fest in Ocean City is just that. People bring out homemade kites, and they all go up in the air, and it's a very festive time of the year. And uh, we were kicking off Kite Fest on the boardwalk with the mayor, uh, and I'm doing my last live broadcast. They had me do this my last live broadcast for this radio station. Uh, and this was the, the Saturday after September 11th, and <sighs> I don't know what's really kicking my ass here, but uh, so all the kites were flags; they were all American flags. Yep. And they had a massive American flag that they had spread out over the beach that had, probably had thirty people holding on to the edges of it. And it was a kite. And at noon, I'm standing there next to the mayor, uh, Mayor Matthias, and they played the national anthem and at noon, all those kites went up in the air and uh I remember the mayor looking at me just whispering in my ear, he said, what's it going to take? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, what's it going to take? How many more of these are we going to have to go through before? Essentially, this country gets stuffed stuff together. And I remember looking right ahead of me, there was a woman, a young woman, probably about my age, who had a three-month-old baby in a stroller you know and she's crying and and i got why she was crying and i started crying because it's like what kind of a world we just bring our kids into you know so i i'll never forget that moment there's many lots of moments some of them i wrote about some of them i didn't but there's many many moments that i remember i don't remember an overall emotion other than just sadness and you know, shock because <laughs> you know every day was something else shocking about it. You know that you that you would learn or see, but I remember the moments, and I remember that moment more than any other uh, Kite Fest in Ocean City on uh, September two thousand one. So you know, <laughs> this year is very. It's very. I don't know how you are feeling. I know you are going to tell. I, I want. I love to hear the story of you and your dad and and, and Brent <laughs> on the air. I just uh, you know this. It, it's very strange, isn't it? The bookends of these two decades <laughs> it begins in fire and chaos and ends in worse fire, fire and chaos. worse chaos. You know, yeah. and and how do we travel here? You know, the kids who are in the streets burning stuff were toddlers and three month old babies then. <laughs> they have no idea. Uh, they have no real sense of that day, and I think that's why they're able to do what they're doing right now. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just it it it's. It stuck with me, and every year I try to clear out as much as I can, whatever I have to do on this day, so I can kind of think about it. And I watch the docu- the documentaries every year, and and I, I do, I, I relive it, I do, and I do that purposefully, and I do it for a reason. And some years more than others, some years kind of slip by, you know, and, and unnoticed. But this year it's really powerful, I think, uh, given what's going on in the country, and wow, how did we travel here? <laughs> in well, we'll under take 20 years, how did we get here? You know what I mean? How did we get here? It's, well, it's we will weird. take a break.
1: And on the other side, we'll share some more remembrances of it. But there's other news, and we'll get to that as well coming up. More wear and Rhyma right after the break here on KTSA. Well, I want to say a word here for Bridgehead IT because business is being done at all kinds of places. And whether it's done in the front seat of a car on a cell phone or it's over there with a laptop at the house, business is not restricted now to an office somewhere over there on the loop and with that being the case bridgehead it is here to protect all of your sensitive information like your client list boy can you imagine that getting out into the wrong hands or your hr information getting out of the wrong hands or can you imagine a server at your office collapsing in on itself and all the data that's in there what happens and how do you recreate all of that bridgehead it is here to help you do all of that every single day and you pay for only what you need you're not bound by a contract to Bridgehead IT oh sure they become your IT department and they're on the job 24-7 but you only pay for what you need with Bridgehead and that's a cool thing because they know they have to earn your business with every single job. Bridgehead IT let them be your IT department. They're online at bridgeheadit.com and on the phone 210-477- 7999. Well your AccuWeather forecast, it's a bit different today and it will be throughout the weekend. The cool temperatures are gone for the moment oh they'll be back don't worry about that but they're gone for the moment and so is the rain now the rain will be back next week it looks like but over the weekend we got a chance to warm up a little bit and dry out a little bit as well high today about 83 tomorrow partial sunshine and 90 and on sunday sunny and humid times of clouds as well Hey, this is Sean Rima.
0: Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com.
1: It's 9-11, so there is a whole lot of other news, and we're going to get to it. I just wanted to share my observations of of that day as well. As you said, Sean, I uh, have shared the story many times of uh, my dad and I and Liz were actually in the studio doing a show and Brent Poehler was our newsman and he broke in. We were talking about like, budgets because it was right. uh, the ledge was in session in Austin and so that was the th- that was the news of the day. Uh, budgets that they're arguing over in Austin and what they're going to fund and not fund and all of a sudden Brent comes in with that incredible uh, like Don Morgan radio voice and says uh it looks like a plane has gone into one of the buildings the World Trade Center. And I look up at the television monitor and sure enough yep uh there's a hole in one of those buildings and it, it's surreal when you look up there you go a hole in the world trace what is that and i looked at my dad who had been a pilot for 60 years and i had been for a number of years at that point a pilot as well and he said and i said to him well somebody just made a wrong turn because planes go up and down the hudson all the time so somebody instead of turning left turned right or, or something and he looked back at me, and I'll never forget the look in his eyes, man. He looked at me, and he said, nope, that's not an accident. He said, it's Cav Day, which pilots understand what that means. Your visibility is unlimited. You can see for miles. Liz, being the great news person she is, she jumped up immediately and went over in the newsroom with Brent, and they started gathering the news on that and working on it from that angle. And uh, uh, then we watched the second go in. And we knew at that point what was going on. And then we saw the Pentagon. And then we saw what happened in Pennsylvania and all that. We stayed on the air throughout the day. Uh, we eventually went to ABC coverage as well. Peter Jennings, if you remember him, he was the anchor that, that covered it for ABC that day. We, we actually, uh, Elaine was there. <laughs> She's been my work wife all these years. And uh, she got in touch with people that were actually there, somebody in New York City. And we talked to those people, uh, uh, somebody pulling somebody out of an elevator that day. Um, and Jimmy Sewell, who now does a show on KTSa on the weekends, he got in his truck and drove to New York and called me. And he said, "Hey, I, I'm going to be up there." And we talked to him every day after it was over with for on the ground reports from Jimmy. Um, Ted Olson is is well known for being the Solicitor General general over at the uh, Supreme Court for the Bush administration and a, a very well known. Uh, lawyer, But his wife, Barbara Olson, was a well-known conservative person at the time who was on Fox News and uh, had written a number of books. And Barbara and I had just talked. And she was on the plane that went into the Pentagon. And we had just talked like a day or two before that. It was just amazing uh, what had happened when I found out that she was on that plane and how many people – you talk about people that you were – Talk to uh and we were talking about chandra levy that day remember her she was one that lived up there in georgetown yeah, and had been yeah. killed we were talking about her and all of that those are the things that was the that big were...
0: story of the summer that and the shark attacks were the big story that's right. of the summer.
1: that's right so you know those memories of course and of course my children and my wife and we all got together and just we held each other super tight and prayed 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 prayed, prayed. But some of my, uh, most incredible memories come from going up there 10 years later for the 10 year anniversary. Elaine and I made a trip up there to do a series of shows. And we did. We did a whole week's worth of shows from all over New York. We went all over that place. And, uh, from, from down there at ground zero all the way up to the upper west side and every, everywhere in between. I don't forget when we got there that night, there were a couple things they wanted to go. A couple places they wanted to go. They wanted to graze, go to graze when we got there, uh, and, and get a poop on and get a, uh, a, a, a hot dog because they'd all seen it in a movie. So let's go there. So we went and got a hot dog. We said, well, let's go up the street here to this wine store and let's get a couple of bottles of wine and go back to the hotel and just settle in because we needed to start the next morning at about 3 a.m. with our with our filming. We were doing video and audio. And so we went into the wine shop, just a little bitty place, Sean, tiny little place, right? And I told everybody to go pick out a couple of bottles, and I started to talk to the guy sitting behind the cash register. And I said, hey, we're from San Antonio. We're here to do a week's worth of shows. Would you talk to us on video and audio about it? And he said, nope. I said, okay, that's fine. He said, you don't understand. And I said, well, yes, I do. And he said, no, I don't think you do. And I said, okay. What do I not understand? And he said, my brothers and sisters are inside of me right now. He said, when those buildings came down, he said, I not only did I breathe in fax machines and telephones and paper and pens, but I breathed in the people that were in those buildings and they're inside of me right now and they will live inside of me forever. That was my first moment of, wow, this is real to these people. The next day, we were down at Ground Zero, and a guy came outside to smoke a cigarette from one of the buildings there, and I was just looking around and seeing what was going on. And he was standing there smoking a cigarette, and I asked him would he talk to us, and he was ready to talk. He talked and talked and talked and talked. He was standing there at that very same building when the guys started to jump. And he said, I'm standing here, and I heard the glass on that building right there begin to break, smash, smash, smash. And he wondered what that was, if stuff was falling off the building. And no, he realized it was people, human beings that were jumping out of the building. Another moment when it became very, very real for me. And then finally, when we did the show on September 11th, that day, 10 years later, Elaine had arranged a guest for us. Beautiful uh, woman who came, African-American woman who came in and sat down, and she told me her story about being up on one of the top floors, And as she was making her way down, making her way down, making her way down, she got to one of the lower floors. I believe she said 14th. And the building collapsed. And she was in the stairwell when it came down. And she obviously survived. But it was her story that shook me to this very day. She said, I'm laying in all this rubble. I can't see anything. There's smoke. I can barely breathe there's blocks and rocks and everything else on top of me and i can hear people screaming in the darkness people shouting and screaming help me help me help me people dying people moaning she said i heard all that when all of a sudden a huge hand reached out and grabbed her by the hand and a man knelt down next to her she couldn't see him but she could feel his gigantic hand and he said to her what is your name and she told him her name he said my name is roger And I work in the first fire station right around the corner. And I'm going to stay with you. Don't you worry. I'm going to stay with you. And I'm going to be here until we get you out of here. And it took hours and hours and hours all through the night. They were digging and digging and digging and digging. He never let go of her hand. And then when she saw the ray of light the next morning and they pulled her out, he let go. Months later... After she had, she would have been estranged from her family. She put the relationship back together with her family, and months later, she went to that fire station, and she said, I'm looking for Roger. And they looked at her, and they said, there's no Roger here. Hmm. And she said, oh, no, he held my hand the entire time. And they said, we don't have a Roger here, and in fact, we've never had a Roger here. There's never been a Roger that's worked here. She said, at that moment, I realized it was an angel sent from God to hold my hand to get me through this, and I'm alive today. Because of that woman. So, three very real times when this became so real to me. 19 years ago. It was quick. 728 now at KTSA we'll take a break, we'll come back on the other side there's lots of other news and we'll hit it for you right here with Warren Rimo and KTSA at car Zeus, CarZeus.com, they want to buy your car or truck and they want to buy your car or truck today at CarZeus.com all you got to do is log on to the website, you fill out a simple form and they hit you back with a bona fide offer on your car or truck, you can either accept it or reject it you're not bound to accept it by the way but you will when you see what they're willing to give you for your car or truck. So many times you try to sell it privately on the open market, and that takes all that work because you have to go through and you got to detail it and you got to take the pictures and you got to put it on the right website at the right time to hit the right person. And then you got to take all that time out to meet with them, and half the time they don't buy. Well, don't go through all that. Go to the simple procedure of logging on to com C A R Z E U S, at carzeus.com. They'll make you an offer on your car or truck today. Move it Quickly sell it to Car Zeus. Your voice, your vote. The 2020 race for the White House on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It's Warren Rima, KTSA, 738. It is 9:11, And on to the other news, some of the other news of the day. Last night, the NFL, the BLM NFL, kicked off their season. And that's what they are. They are the BLM NFL. And several things were uh, troubling about what they uh, did last night to uh, kick it all off. First of all, the Houston Texans stayed in the locker room during the National Anthem because they couldn't decide, should we go out there and honor America or not? No, I think we'll just take the easy way out, the cowardly way out, and we'll stay inside and away from uh, the controversy. The Chiefs, meanwhile, were out there. Only one or two took a knee during the National Anthem. And then they played what, what the media is now terming the Black National Anthem, called Lift Every Voice and Sing they raised the black national flag i, I had no idea that we had a black, a black national, national flag yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't yeah. even know <laughs> i had no idea and so but they they had it on display they also had lift every voice which they are calling the black national anthem so you know the question is how many national anthems are we going to have are we going to have a latino one are we going to have an asian one are we going to have a native american national flag? are we all going to have all these different national flags and national anthems now is that the plan
0: Apparently, you know, do, am I getting the Norwegian flag, uh, Norwegian anthem, you know, so the Norwegian yeah. people don't feel left out? I mean, this is.
1: I want the Irish one. It, this is just silly. It's just kidding. So, the Irish are here. And, I want you know, the Irish and, and, national flag. and, and I, I
0: read the trans. I didn't hear it, but I read the transcript of the the, the, the broadcaster guy and, and his thoughts uh, at the very beginning. And, and.
1: You oh, know, mad at him. Mad at him. But,
0: I tell you what, man, especially Woo! on this day, there's so much of this it just is, it's so silly to me right now.
1: It's so just wrong. silly.
0: It's just insulting and silly, man. I mean, what the hell? We're going to have a different national anthem. Everybody's going to have their own national anthem. Uh-huh. 19 years out of September 11th, everybody's going to have their own national anthem and their own flag. You know, it's like, sit down. Well, you know, you know I'm what? just sick of it.
1: These little babies that are now tearing our streets apart and burning stuff down, they weren't even alive back then. They have no appreciation, none whatsoever, for the sacrifices of this nation. Big 12 Conference, they announced yesterday that they are going to force their teams to put, you know, uh, BLM and social justice messages on their uniforms. They don't even have a choice. They're going to force them to do it. I have been very clear, and I know you have, too. I'm, I'm not watching sports uh, and football. I would I would dive into it. I love this time of year because it's football, baby. It's football. Right. I'm not watching it because I'm not watching an organization, namely the NFL or the Big 12 or any of them, that are supporting an organization that does things like this. Last night... When the Democrats tore up the Corona the the Coronavirus uh, relief fund and they said we're, we're not going to do this before the election, uh, Black Lives Matter showed up at Mitch McConnell's home. And this was last night. And they're screaming through their bullhorns, causing a mess in front of his home. If we don't get 600, no peace. I said, if we don't get no 600, no peace. I said, if we don't get no 600, no peace. That's what they were shouting in front of Mitch McConnell's home last night. Sorry, NFL. Sorry, uh, you know, Big 12 or whoever else. I'm not supporting an organization. I'm not watching your sports as long as you're supporting an organization that does that.
0: I, you know, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, my wife is probably the better example because she's like you. She's been a lifelong NFL fan. She loved the Denver Broncos for whatever reasons. You know, that's just who she, when I met her, she was a huge football fan. I'm like, well, I guess I know what I'll be doing every Sunday. And then, uh, as this stuff started to creep in, you know, she, cut it loose she said I, I you know her dad was a vietnam vet uh we, we have law enforcement in the family and 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 she was done and she's just disgusted by it i you know baseball was really the only thing i watched i mean i love used to love watching the spurs but once popovich started popping off i checked out of that and then uh baseball started going in that direction and i just it's it, it's 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 mysterious to me that they are so completely unaware what a turnoff this is to people and I don't know if it's because they've convinced themselves of their own self-importance and, well, if you don't want to watch it this year, I guess you're just a racist. But have you ever seen you know, something uh, that ultimately is an entertainment medium? Just completely tank itself with Fun. politics. You oh, know? sure, they're doing it to themselves. Sure, I've
1: I've saw the movie business do that. I saw Ugh. Hollywood do it. I've watched I've watched uh, the, the the music industry do it. Sure, they've all they've all done it over the years. And the reason we enjoyed these things for so long was they were politic free you could go somewhere and you didn't have to think about politics if you wanted politics you came here you went to Fox News you listened to Rush whatever right. if that's if that's what you wanted to do that's how you got politics but when you listen to your music or when you watched a movie or or when you watch sports you were supposed to check out from all that and now you can't check out from all that that's the other reason why I'm not watching I, I don't want politics all the time I don't want politics and everything that, that goes on hell these fires that are burning up the west right now <laughs> the, the yesterday they politicized those all oh, those fires are Trump's fault that's all oh, Trump's fault he, he created those fires out there that's Trump's fault what a, what a bunch of idiots man everywhere it, yeah and, and Pelosi's out there saying it's
0: the party of science right is saying it's Mother Earth and she's upset the party yeah. of science is saying that right you know I mean it's, it's devastating got what's happening out there man it's devastating.
1: It's, it's just Gaia. a wall
0: of fire going across the country, and and yeah, they're politi- You can't even have that. You can't even, in a sense, try to be a human being and connect with other people who are suffering right now without sticking the politics in. And and it, it's it's it's. It's just too much, man, too when, much. When, in
1: fact, it has nothing to do with politics or a Green New Deal. They were all saying, well, if Trump would believe the science and he would buy <laughs> off on the Green New Deal, this wouldn't be. Here, let, let, let me just make this clear. All of my ranch buddies, all of my farm and ranch buddies, they know this because for years those of us who had farm and ranches in South Texas have been doing what's what's called prescribed controlled burns. Is when we go around and we pick up all the kindling. That's the broken off branches and stuff. like that that's laying underneath the trees and we put it in a pile sean and we light the pile on fire and we stand there and watch it burn in a safe way and that used to go on forever on the west coast in california first it was caused by god himself because he'd strike with a lightning bolt light that stuff on fire acres and acres would burn and all that stuff would burn off then it would be safe again then when mankind started to go in there mankind would do what i just described go around gather it all up, put it in a big pile, light it on fire, everything's good. But years ago, California, they gave in to the Sierra Club and all the left-wing nut job environmentalists, and they said, you can't touch those branches in that dry grass. You have to leave it there. And it piles up and piles up, and one little spark, whether it's a man-made spark from a gender reveal party or a spark from a light from a lightning bolt lights the entire thing on fire and now you got a conflagration. You need to go back to prescribed burns in California and pick up the dead wood. It's that simple. Well, <laughs>
0: it, it, you're right and I, I saw that also in Colorado with the with the Hayman fire. That's exactly why that that fire got out of control so horribly is because the Sierra Club and other groups had prevented inroads from being uh laid out into these forests uh and they were no longer allowing for the scrub to be pulled out like you were saying. And so, you know, a a tiny little spark gets into something like that. Boom. And there's nothing to stop it. No. There's just nothing to stop it, man. You know? And it just rips across the terra. And that's exactly what's going on now. I mean, Portland's in a state of emergency at this point. Yeah. (laughs) There's all kinds of reasons why they ought to be in a state of emergency, but apparently, you know, also the fire, (laughs) uh, you know.
1: So... (laughs) Uh, what you're seeing is not a result of denying the science. What you're no. seeing is the Green New Deal in action. And right. the entire country would burn if the Democrats take over power and put the Green New Deal in effect across the country. The wildfires in the West right now would be nationwide. Don't ever let them get into power. Alright, quick break. More Warren Rima on the other side. And i got to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited. No matter what the market is doing, it's up, it's down, it's sideways, you're watching it. And, oh gosh, is the bottom going to fall out? When should I go to cash? When should I get back into market, all those questions. Uh, no, I can tell you how to answer all that right now. Diversify into real estate. That's so important. And Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how with their online seminar called Financial Freedom Livestream. Financialfreedomlivestream.com. Check it out. They'll teach you everything in a fun, entertaining way how to invest in real estate and start making money from day one. The Financial Freedom membership is usually 740 per year. But, 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 for a limited time, you get a two-year membership for only two. Ninety-seven. When you use my name, that's Ware, W-A-R-E. Here's what I want you to do. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com right now. FinancialFreedomLivestream.com and use the promo code Ware. License number TX39066. United 93. Have you got information on that yet? Yeah, he's down. He's down? Yes. When did he land? Because He, 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 did, he did not land. Oh, he's down? Yes, yeah. somewhere up northeast of Camp David. Uh... Uh-uh-uh. 51, KTSA, that was the let's roll moment. So I was just sharing something humorous with you offline. I'll go ahead and do it real quick here, and then you can hit me with something. But uh, ten year, for the 10-year anniversary when we went up there, of course, we went and saw my friend Judge Napolitano. And uh, we hung out with him for a couple of days. And, and one of the uh, evenings, we went to have dinner with him. He's got this little Italian, uh, it really is a joint restaurant across the street from Fox News. And we went in there. And we were all sitting there. And we ordered our food. And then this guy comes over, and he's talking with the judge, kind of monopolizing his time and the rest of us are just sitting there and we're kind of chatting too and then uh, the food comes and uh and we start eating you know he said go ahead and so we we dove in we started eating well we pretty much wrapped up our food and he's still talking to this guy and his food is getting it's obviously cold we're done eating and i I said judge this food is really good you you going to eat it before it gets cold you want me to and the guy says well yeah i guess i better let him go okay all right see you later he walks off and I said, who was that? And the judge says, oh, nobody important. That was the head of Yale Law School you just chased off from the table. <laughs> chased. <laughs> I don't care.
0: But you know eat what? That's food. actually kind of a perfect, perfect, like, texas thing to do. You know what I mean? Like,
1: hey, buddy, trying to eat here. <laughs> you know I
0: mean? oh, oh, sorry, man. You Can't you what? see the judge's food is getting cold? What's wrong with you? I'm trying to chow Why? down here, pal. You know, Who do you think you are? The president? To go back to Yale. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you the president That's or somebody? Funny. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> well,
0: you know what though, you had the right reaction because the I'm sorry, the finest Italian food is in New York City. The finest Italian food, the best Italian food I've ever had in my life in the joints <laughs> in New York City. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I I went to a place. Uh, it was honestly a little mob place in Little Italy and uh, it, it was a social club the, 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 some kind of social club in the front was a tiny little three table restaurant and then there's a door that swung in this bar that went all the way back to the to the back mm. of the uh, place you saw these dudes with big rings on their fingers and stuff sitting at the bar when yes, the door sure. would swing open All right. and uh, you know it was me and my then girlfriend and uh, she said this is the best place for food I'm like this looks like it and she's like it is so we <laughs> go in there <laughs> you know, and a me being me, a huge mafia history guy, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. You know, yeah. and uh, and we sat there, and we, the, the 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 guy they treated us like like royalty, because uh, we're civilians. They treated us like royalty. We sat there. Yeah. Uh, they, I told them I was first time in the city. I don't think we even they even charged us half of what they normally would. They kept filling up the craft with red wine, homemade wine. I mean, it was just beautiful the best italian food i've ever had in my life
1: and the best you well yeah yeah i'm telling you Caparelli's on main here is pretty good but that's yes, really good is. stuff that's up there. true there, yes we stayed at a place called uh lucerne one time and that's up on 79th on the west side and uh 79th in amsterdam and we kept going in and out you know and it's my first experience with a doorman what up doorman in texas you are the doorman get that <laughs> right, door right. boy if, if you're under the age of 15 you are the doorman because your daddy says, go get that door, and you hold that door open for those women over there. That's that's the way they do it in Texas. But anyway, right. they had a doorman up there, and we kept going and out, and there was a place across the street. And I looked up finally, I said, Coppola's? Is that the uh, Coppola? Wow! wow. So okay, so we carried on with our business, and the last night we were there, we said let's go over that place and have some food. And same thing, Sean. We walked in, oh, right. it's a little be hole in the wall joint. I'm telling you, guys in pinstripe soup sitting in the back of that joint back there, <laughs> <laughs> with the big rings, you know, holding court. Oh, you and it was the uh, that's exactly right, <laughs> hey, and the best treat you right. best food. It was oh, awesome, yeah. great food. So anyway, that's our our what? memories of New York, and 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 of course on nine eleven these these to come to the surface, don't they?
0: Well, they do, and especially you know, I, I, and I, I tell you, I told you this before we went on the air. That I, I, I try to like schedule nothing for September 11th. I like, I really like it to be a day of reflection and prayer, and you know, and and especially this year, you know, so. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it, you know, it's
0: it's 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 never far from our thoughts, you know. And, and just one more comment on the Italian food out of New York. Sure. You, you realize those? that's all homemade. That's all comes from recipes that are probably of hundreds,
1: hundreds of years of old. Years old, you know. From the old country. Ah, oh, man. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm. Beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I you know, one other comment. You know, my buddy, uh, Captain, my brother, yeah. he is a brother to me, Captain John Zadie. He was, of course, he and Linda were down near the Pentagon. That's where they worked. In D.C., in that area. Yeah. And so, first thing he did. Was he got it, it, his big old huge pickup truck and found the biggest United States flag he could find. He planted oh, wow. it in the back of that truck in a mount and went and drove back and forth in front of the Pentagon. I mean, that's the way he do, that's the way right. he rolls, you know, and drove that's back great. and forth. And so if you ever see any of the footage from the Pentagon and you see this white pickup truck driving back and forth Sadie. in front of the Pentagon with a flag, <laughs> <laughs> it's Captain John Sadie. That's <laughs> it's funny. <him. laughs> nice. True American through and through. All yeah. right, uh, quick break for the top of the hour news. When we come back on the other side, there's other news we'll talk about. We, uh, of course, want to talk about uh, Joe Biden and his spokespeople are now speaking for him because Joe Biden can't speak for him and his, his spokespeople are doing it. So we got that coming up and new fines for people in New York City. Coming back. Where in Ryman, KTSa? What their plan was, right. and they they met up with the seals, and we remember that the seals went over, uh, to, and, and a lot of other you know greats throughout the years. Right. You know, keep in mind, not only did three thousand perish on that day in New York, some three hundred and forty three rushed into those buildings carrying you know sixty pounds of gear on their backs up the stairs to get people out. You had Port Authority Police, you had NYPD, they were all there as well, rushing into those buildings. Buildings to try to help people. Same thing was the case down at the Pentagon. But in the ensuing years, of course, we have, and I, I wear a, a, a shirt every Friday. Sean, it's red. It says R.E.D. Red. It means remember everyone deployed. I wear it every Friday. Uh, and, and the reason I do is because since that time, we have had men and women all over this planet keeping us safe from terrorism and keeping us from experiencing another 9 11 because you, you can count this, you can take this to the bank. They've tried. And our guys have stopped them. They've tried right. another
0: 9/11. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, 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 look, they're they're bad guys. All they have to do is evolve their methods. So you that's exactly. all they do. All, all they do is try to figure out how to kill large amounts of people. You know, so our, our military personnel and our intel- intelligence people are constantly having to stay one step ahead of that. Thank God. Uh, we've already seen a few evolutions, right? Because they pretty much knew after 9/11 they weren't going to be able to do that again. Uh so they started going with the lone wolf, you know, where they're trying to inspire some lone idiot to go out and blow up a bunch of people like at the Boston Marathon or whatever. So they they're constantly evolving their tactics and our military people have to constantly be one step ahead of them because their only job in life is to sit around and figure out how to kill people. Right. You know, uh, and and so yeah, our military people, our intelligence people around the world You know, they they have, and we don't even know the job they've done and how many of these they've stopped. We we really, you and I, general public, we don't know exactly how many uh, of these things have been stopped. I think Trump's alluded to it on a couple of occasions. Uh, You know, so they're out there every day uh, still fighting 9-11, I mean, to a certain
1: extent. I've got a couple yeah. of friends. Well, I got several friends that are are continuing on in the fight. One is in my mind right now that it's his job as a Marine sniper to take care of business when it's time to take care of business. Now he doesn't right. talk about what he does and he doesn't talk about specific missions, but I can you know I can imagine in my mind what that is like and other friends as well. But you know I also think about not not just uh, the men and women who for the last 19 years have been on the fight. You know, the front lines, whether it's Iraq or Afghanistan or anywhere else, that they've been on the front lines. But I also think about their families back here at home who have willingly said goodbye, and sometimes the last goodbye. But I also think about the people when these men and women come back and they're missing limbs or emotionally challenged or whatever. I think about the folks right over here at SAMSI, the number one medical facility on the planet for military members, BAMC, the the number one burn ward and has been for 70 years over here, and the Fisher House, and the Center for Intrepid, and all these things that we have here, and the people that have been on the front lines there, too, the doctors, the nurses, the staff at these places that have taken these men and women as they have come back, uh, missing limbs and uh, other conditions, and they have helped them back to healing and a sense of uh, getting back into into life again and uh the, the people here deserve a lot of credit for the work that they do too so it's not just the people on the front lines it's the oh people yeah. on the on the on the backside too
0: absolutely uh the families have a job too man <laughs> you know that's the support the you know their uh, the, their family member going off to to face harm's way or go in harm's way for for our freedoms for what this country is And uh, it's extremely poignant this year, you know, a lot of uh, these things that we're discussing because of what's going on. You have an entire element in this country right now that are filled with hatred for this country, that are filled with it. You know, and they're largely young people. And you think about the people who go off and fight our wars. Who are they? Largely young people. Right. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's just to me, I, I can't get around where we are right now. Well, sure. surreal, you know? But you're but, but, right. You gotta thank those people and thank them. Here, every day. Here's the
1: thing to keep in mind, though. It's not all the young people, because no. here's what's really important to keep in mind. Most of the men who have gone into Iraq and women who have gone into Iraq and Afghanistan, they're young people. They're young. Yep. They're, they're, they're early young. 20s, man. They're 18, 19, 20, 22, 25. I'll never forget this. I was doing a broadcast, uh, at a, at a ladies, uh, boutique store a number of years ago over in the quarry, Leanne Kramer's place over there. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes walking in and he's rough looking, man. He is, he is a dude. He's got arms the size of, uh, you know tractor trailers he's just wow. got this gigantic both arms and they're covered in tattoos he's got a beard hair the whole thing and he comes walking in i said wow who are you you know stout guy and he said i just came by to shake your hand to meet you uh i'm here from fallujah he said uh, i'm a marine and i'm on break i have the next uh, six weeks off from fallujah and then I go back, and at that time Fallujah was the heavy fighting. It was the heavy lifting. That's where the stuff was going on in the middle of Iraq at oh, that yeah. time. And he said, "I'm on, I'm on break from Fallujah." And I said, "Well, well, how do you feel?" He said, "I feel like crap." I said, what you, "Well, he didn't use that word, but it won worse." Right, and right. <laughs> and I said, "Well, what?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I'm supposed to be over there. I'm not supposed to be here." He said, "Those are my brothers. I should be there with them. I hate the fact that I'm back here taking R and R while they're over there taking the heaviest uh, fighting." He was. 22 22, wow. 22. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a buddy um, uh,
0: not, well you're right you're right I, I you know you, you think about the age of folks who who go off to fight wars uh I had a buddy uh Vinny who was uh a marine he'd been to Fallujah and he'd been did, I think he'd done, he done, when I knew him he just got out he was like 24 or 25 <laughs> and he'd done three tours Yep uh and, and he'd lived a life in 24 years that I'll never live uh, and haven't lived in in 52 you know as far as the experiences these young people have when they go around the world to do what they do big
1: time big time
0: and and you know they they're putting their entire futures on the line they're putting their time with their spouses with, with their kids with their fiance with their girlfriend boyfriend whatever they're putting their family their mother and father they're putting it all on hold and up for grabs While other young people are throwing bricks through store windows, going in and stealing crap,
1: right? And 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 the people,
0: the the kids who are stealing the crap and starting the fires are doing it in this contrived idea that somehow they're helping people, right? All right, the the people who are taken off in the airplanes to go fight uh, and to go protect us uh, and to protect other people in other countries, they're actually out there helping people. Okay, what you're doing is stealing. What you're doing is being a punk. That's all it is. Two sets of young people. You know what I mean. Well,
1: that's why I would like. That's why I'd like my friend from Fallujah, the 22-year-old who now must be I don't know, 35 or right. late 30s, probably by this time. It was that long ago. Uh, I'd like for him to meet some of these Antifa guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, my buddy Vinny too. Yeah. Hey,
1: you, you <laughs> of a, you little ant of a panty waist. Meet my Marine friend who was in Fallujah <laughs> and couldn't wait to get back to Fallujah to his buddies over there. Right. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. More wearing Rima on the other side. At CarZeus.com, they give you a top dollar for your car or truck. What are you driving right now? You're thinking about you know, getting rid of it and getting up and doing something else? Well, now's a good time to buy something new, and that means it's a good time to sell what you currently have, and CarZeus is going to buy it from you, and they'll buy it from you today. At CarZeus.com, all you do is you go online, and you fill out their form, and they hit you back with an offer, and it'll be more money than you could possibly sell it on the private market, and the reason for that is, not it's not just the... The price that you get on the private market it's all to your time how much is your time worth okay I'll, I'll bet you whatever you do it's worth probably several hundred dollars an hour all right your time and it's something you can't get back so if you spend a whole lot of time cleaning your vehicle and taking pictures of it and advertising it on the web and then going and meeting with people so they can drive it and take a look at it before they give you a big check for it you, you shouldn't have to go through all that and you don't have to go through all that you save a lot of time and a lot of money, and you make more money when you sell it to CarZeus.com. Log on today, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S. That's CarZeus.com. Check them out. The AccuWeather forecast, the warm temperatures are coming back, although I don't see triple digits. I, I, I really don't think we're going to get much in the way of rainfall this weekend. Next week, however, looks like rainy days will come back in the middle of the week. Mainly cloudy today with a high of 83, partly cloudy, humid tonight. Tomorrow, partial sunshine and 90, and on Sunday, humid plenty of clouds san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 One. 2020 a virtual live stream event is happening saturday september 26th at 11 a.m at all benefits of san antonio humane society you can check out the pet adoptions the costume contest the dog trick contest a whole lot more Register your pup to win now at KTSA.com, KTSA.com. It's brought to you by our friends at Animal Water Softeners, The Express News, Jeff's Backyard, and VCA Animal Hospitals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I tell you what. Let's do this. Let's, um, we'll come back to nine eleven in just a second. President Trump, you're talking about New Yorkers. I saw New Yorkers on the outside. They don't. They don't emote a whole bunch usually. You know, they, they're pretty. Uh, you you know who they are. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They, they don't cry, pitch fits. You know, they. Some of them can pitch a fit, but really, for the most part, when you look at President Trump, he is who he is in public. Behind the scenes, I hear he's a pretty funny guy. Got a great sense of humor. Loves to you know spend time with the grandkids. Right. But you're not going to see him really emote a bunch. Last night he was at the rally in oh, Michigan. Yeah. No. And the chant begins, and they're doing this at these rallies now they're starting to chant this to him, and man, he was overtaken. he uh, now overtaken to him was just stepping away from the microphone for a second and kind of lowering his head and then looking around and then he wiped under his eyes, and uh, you could tell it got to him. it really did. Listen to this we
0: love you. Thank you.
1: Don't say that. I'll start to cry, and that wouldn't be good for my image. We don't wanna, you don't want to see me cry. <laughs> wouldn't be good for my image. Don't say that. Isn't that great?
0: Yeah, that was a heck of a moment. I mean, it really was. And I, 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 what was so special about that moment is that this is the man who has to deal with, on a daily basis, all manner of hatred hate <laughs> you know just absolute bitter hatred red face and lies hatred. Yeah, you're lies you're the worst president ever you're a racist you're this you're right. that by the media by by his colleagues everybody. in the government you know i mean yeah. everybody and so in that moment that's america saying you know what you don't listen to any of that crap we love you <laughs> and we yeah. do you know i mean right. he's been magnificent this week he really has been
1: um, you know what he's doing? He's fighting for freedom, and they can't stand it. They can't yeah. stand the fact that he's not one of them. He's right. not a globalist. He's fighting for freedom. He's fighting for the Constitution. And they can't stand that they're out of power on the outside looking in, mm-hmm. and they can't wait to get back into power so they could turn this into the Marxist-Communist dream that the Clintons have, the Obamas have, the Bushes have had for years, that they want to take all the power away from the citizens and the orange man bad because all he wants to do is to let us have power. That's the difference. That's the difference right there. He's well, bad is. because and, he wants you to have your own power over your own life.
0: Yeah, it, he's bad because, and again, I, I always talk about this inversion in that your, your standard American politician has a contempt for the American people, but they love themselves and they love their colleagues in politics. He's the opposite. He has an abiding love of the American people. And he has a contempt for his colleagues in the political world, in this new world of his, uh, in the media, and, and and people know it, and and, and yeah. America knows it, and that's why they're going to have to cheat. <laughs> Cause and Biden, they will. you can't put Biden on a stage next to Trump. I mean, look at what happened last night. They're going to the I love them. you with the chance. You're going to put Biden next to that. He'll disappear. Oh, he,
1: he spoke with energy for 90 minutes. 90 Joe Biden, minutes. Joe Biden yeah. can't stay awake for, for a straight 90 minutes. For 90 much less, seconds. You know, no, <laughs> he can't stay awake that long. <laughs> right. So I, I don't want to hear. In fact, Joe Biden talked about that last night. He was on with Jake Tapper, who's been meddling in, in the political field himself, influencing Republicans to stay out of elections. I don't know if you saw that, but he was—he—he yeah. he, he went to this one Republican. And said, uh, don't you don't you dare run against the Democrat? Don't you dare run against the Democrat? Uh, uh, and the implication being, I'll trash you on the air if you do. I, right. I you know I have influence, I have power, I'm on CNN. I'll ruin your life if you run against this Democrat. He's a low life. The, all these people are just absolute low life. I I, I do want to say something else about something that I saw when I was in New York. Um, we we went down to Wall Street and we stayed there with Teddy Weisberg for a while and did the Wall Street thing and went into the world uh to the uh, uh New York Stock Exchange, hung out down there for a long time and came back out and right across the street is where George Washington took the inauguration oath of office. Remember that didn't happen in D C, that was all in New York. Right, you know? at that time and that wall street was really a wall you know this but for those who don't wall street was really a wall that they had built there and the the uh, holes in the ground where the fence posts were those holes are still there in, in the rocks of wall street in the bricks of wall street but then after george washington took his oath of office he said everybody come with me and he led them up the street and around the corner to a little bitty church that was sitting there, and they had a church service. That was the first thing George Washington did after his inauguration. He took everybody to We're going to church.
0: <laughs> We're going to have church. <laughs> Get thee to a church.
1: <laughs> it just so happens that that church was right next door to the Twin Towers in the World Trade Center, right. that very church, and the church ground, the cemetery, it's all there. And so we did the same thing. We walked up Wall Street. We went up right around the corner. We went to that very church. Do you know that it was right next to where those buildings came down and not one bit of damage yep. was done to that church or the grounds. Not one. Not a scratch. It's weird, isn't it? Well, maybe not so weird.
0: <laughs> you know. There you go.
1: Stories Lages like that Paul. are just amazing. You know, it really it's just amazing. It really is. Yeah.
0: Well it is, you know, and, and uh September eleventh brought us a lot of moments like that. And and I you know, we were talking about New York a little while ago and it's a magnificent city. I could never live there, but no. it's a magnificent city, you know. Um, and it is—it is a sin what current leadership has allowed to happen to this. Oh isn't? my God, it's horrible. De DeBla- I am. I, it was the first thing I said to you this morning. I am yeah. so glad Bill De Blasio was not the mayor on September 11, 2001. Oh, can you uh, imagine? He has allowed, along with the government, they have allowed that city to go spinning right back down the toilet. And it's a hellhole it now. Sin, man. It is a it, sin. Yeah, it's a
1: hellhole now. It really it is. is. <laughs> and uh, you know. and it's it, well. First of all, the people voted for him, uh, right. but second of all, you know, we know his marks, his Marxism. We know what he wants. And you take a look at New York. You take a look at Portland. You took it, You take a look at Minneapolis, and that's what Joe Biden and the Democrats would do to the entire United States of America. Quick break. Back on the other side, more wear and rhyme continuing here on 9-11. San Antonio RVs at sanantoniorvs.com want to sell you the best in an RV. And they have the best on the ground right now at San Antonio RVs. Their inventory is huge. They maintain that inventory always, so they're sure to have the RV that you're looking for. If it's a tag-along trailer, you bet. They'll have the right size with the full amenities in it that you're looking for. If it's a fifth wheel and you want the big old bedroom up on top, secluded and away from everybody else inside the RV, of course they've got those for you. Or any class and size of motorhome is available at San Antonio RVs. Now, look, if you're if you're not an RV person, you've never done RVing in your life, I can tell you as somebody who grew up doing it, it's a wonderful thing. It's a great way to see the great outdoors and the United States of America. Instead of flying over it all the time, take your RV and get out there. And and, and don't worry about not knowing the first thing about it, because that's where San Antonio RVs really comes in. They're specialists at newbies and they're going to teach you how to do it and they're going to always be there to answer your questions at san antonio rvs so log on to the website right now san antonio your voice your vote the place to be in 2020 news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 those phone calls man <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. wow nope. you They'll know get you. You uh, you're thinking about you know the last time, and, and you get a you get an answering machine. It's the last time you have a chance to say something to the people that you love, and then on the other end of that, it's uh, it's having their voice right. that you can go back to and listen to again and again and again and again and. Again and. That's all you have. It's that. It's just the whole day is, is tough. I, I, I do want to transition to something else because I was so disgusted when I came across this. I sent the video to you. You got a chance to watch it, right? Oh, yeah. The yeah video i video. Q- reading okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> And Tucker did a, a little piece on it last night. I, I, it just it totally disgusts me as uh, a daddy of a, a, a you know a, a daughter, and now that she's deceased, I have two granddaughters from her, and they are the apples of my eye. You know that that that's it. You talk about very special people. My two granddaughters and I know Avery's the same way for you, and your stepdaughter's the same way for you. And so when I saw this, I, I wanted to ring ring somebody's neck. We had a saying in football back in the day, you grab them by the nose and kick them in the you-know-where. And that's exactly the way I felt when I saw this uh, trailer for Cuties over on Netflix. And for anybody who hasn't seen it it's not familiar with it yet, I think what I saw is softcore child porn. And it's 11-year-old girls dancing... And they're dancing in the whole, you know, in the dance uniforms and stuff, but they're dancing very provocative, sexually. It's like a stripper would do. It's, it's stripper dance. It's Cardi B dance and cardi b was a stripper it's a stripper dance with 11 year old girls it should have never been made shame on Netflix. shame on barack and 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 michelle obama because they're part of it part of netflix and they haven't said anything they haven't spoken out about this and susan rice is on the board at netflix she hasn't spoken out about it yet shame on all of them for having anything to do with this god it's gross well there, there
0: really is a weird obsession that the left have, you know, here and and from what I've read, especially in Europe, of sexualizing young kids, and I, I, you know, it, it's it's a thing that's it, it exists. Uh, we've seen it in this country with uh, the transgendered uh, performers, you know, doing a class presentation for young kids, elementary school kids. I mean, it's it's there. We've seen it with the left and their, the, the sex ed, uh, the way the, the programs have changed, and they've tried to change them over the years, things they try to introduce. So there is this weird obsession, in a sense, with sexualizing kids. Because this movie was, I, I believe, made by a, a French guy, but French production company. And, you know, I don't know, because I... I, I I'm artsy-fartsy, so I'm always kind of keeping an eyeball out for weird little movies that I want well, to watch It might be good. Well, no, no, this my, isn't my, follow art. me in my thinking. That's how I found out about it. A few weeks ago, I was reading about it because I I was, like I said, I, I, I like arty flicks. I'm like, oh, this is getting a lot of buzz. I'm like, cuties, what the hell is this? And and it, it's it's supposed to be a rising up out of poverty kind of a story where these girls... Uh, learn this kind of dancing to get themselves out of their crappy situation, whatever it is. I saw the uh, trailer as well, and I, and I watched it on, on, on Tucker last night, and he actually had to pixelate out certain parts of the kids' well, bodies well, because he, they're he dancing right. like strippers. No, I, I agree. I <laughs> Look, brother, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that, yeah, I, I don't know what the thinking is over at Netflix that this would play. Uh you know but, see, people are pissed they should be it it's bad I mean what Why? I saw was the trailer the trailer itself Makes you feel like you're, you're, you're watching something that is against the law to watch and shouldn't be seen by people and,
1: and shouldn't be. Why do we have made? to exploit children? Why do we have to exploit children? Why do we have to? And I, I know you're not disagreeing with me. I'm not yelling at you. I, no. I, I'm very passionate about this because of my love for my granddaughters. Both of them are in dance, by the way. So that probably hits me pretty hard, too. And, uh, you know, one of them is, is in the upper echelon on her, her uh, dance team at her high school. Uh, and the other is a, an exemplary right. dancer of all different Types of interpretation of dance. So I see this and I go, oh my God, I want to wring somebody's neck. We don't have to exploit children, it is sick, it is perverse when the, the and clearly to me this is just my take on this clearly to me you have people with this french director or whoever that is who puts this together they're perverts they have a perversion a sickness in their minds that they wanted to put this down and to put this out for consumption and what's even more sick than these guys that are making this kind of crap the people that are consuming it they're sick and twisted and it feeds into their sickness and why What well, for what purpose why do we have to have it. It doesn't have to exist. We should stop it as a society. We should say, not only no, but hell no, you're not going to get away from this or, or get away with it. And the only way to do that is to say to Netflix, jump in a creek, baby. I want nothing to do. And that starts with Barack and, and Michelle because they're two of the most, well, they, probably the most, the highest profile people that have a connection to Netflix. They're the ones who ought to be standing up and saying, Good God, I had no idea. I want nothing to do with Netflix and they won't. They just you know, won't I'm,
0: do it. I'm curious because I look at this and and you know, my daughter's an actress. I mean, she probably will take on roles someday as an adult that I would cringe at. But I she's can't an imagine adult. that any well, that's what I'm saying. I can't she's imagine an adult. I know that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine yeah. that anybody who has an 11 or 10-year-old kid <laughs> would be fine and give their they'd have to give their permission for their kid to be in this movie to perform and to act in this movie. And I, I, I wonder how... I can't imagine a parent being cool with that and yeah. allowing that. That's the part you of know. it that's... Odd. Directors are crazy people. People that make movies are very often weirdos, you know, I mean, whatever, pedophile, whatever you want to call it. But the parents of these actresses, these young kids, right. Right. the fact that they were cool with this is what's right. mystifying to me. The fact that Netflix is airing it is mystifying but only when you stop and think about who's running Netflix as you mentioned these are extreme liberals there is a weird thing on the left in this country about sexualizing young kids i don't get it it's sick it's we- I, don't, I, don't, I don't i've never understood it so I can understand why they might think, "Oh, look, we'll be bold and weird by rolling this movie." And I think they really underestimated the way people are reacting because it's it's well, bad. I, I,
1: man. I tell you what else gets me, Whew. and it's not just those high profile people that are associated with Netflix. But oftentimes, and this is something I give you credit for not doing, oftentimes people will hide behind, "Well, it's just it's art, baby. You know, this is art, and and that's you know we're expressing ourselves. This is our art." No, I get I get art. I understand art. This is child porn, softcore child porn to me. That's what I see when I see what they were doing. And so I, I've got nothing but contempt for this. And when I look at it, it's not art. That's not art at all. You're exploiting children. When you, do, when you put something together like this, you're, a, you're, a chi- you're into child exploitation when you're doing that. That's uh, it. It's it, not art.
0: It, it, and you're absolutely right that a lot of people will try to hide behind that label of art. To mm-hmm. do some really screwed up stuff, yeah, you know, and uh, uh, so I don't. Yeah, I don't buy the whole. Oh, no, this is don't. just a really unpleasant. I saw a movie uh, a few weeks ago <laughs> called The Painted Bird, which was a very uh, a black and white film based out of World War II about the 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 horrors that happened to a little boy as he's try He's separated from his parents. He's making his way through war torn Europe, and it's horrible. There is really disturbing stuff that happens to this kid. But it, it, it's not, it, it's to tell the story and you don't see Correct. anything. It's, it's more implication. It's very Correct. hard to watch, but it was a beautiful work of art. Okay. This has no feeling like that whatsoever. I mean, there, there is really no explanation that you can give me why you would need to tell that kind of a story with that kind of dancing. And again, I cannot believe that all the people involved in a film production and even a small art house film requires a certain amount of people to pull it off. That everybody was cool with this. That's what this, it's just weird, man. It's really, really weird. And they're going to suffer financially as a result of it. And they should. I hope
1: so. I hope. I hope Netflix does. And one of the things that, you know, you've said, and I totally concur, is that Hollywood and the film industry has been, you know, infected over the years by pedophiles. Pedophiles and women abusers. Over the years, man, pedophiles and women... uh, 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 Brad Pitt said it, you know. The others have said it. It's full of pedophiles and and women abusers in in Hollywood and the people who make these films, the people behind the scenes and what have you. Many of them are pedophiles and... uh, Obviously, that's in the film industry around the world. Behind the uh, behind the curb on a break, let's take a quick break. Come back more. wear and rhyme on the other side. So you don't have to put up with pesky old pests around your home. You can call my friend Stan Goodson and his family at Apple Pest Control, 210-695-8946, and they'll send the pests away. You know, one of the things that it's always the issue here in our area is it's always termite swarming season. The problem with that is you can't see termites with a naked eye unless you're trained and they do all this damage inside your home eating literally eating you out of house and home and you don't know it till the house is damaged so don't wait for that to happen call my friends over at apple pest control they'll get rid of the termites and uh, whatever else kind of pests might be there. might even be four-legged furry creatures up in the attic space. You don't want them in there either. So call Apple Pest Control, and you pay by the job. There are no contracts with Apple Pest Control, so they have to earn your business with every treatment of your home. Be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you at Apple Pest Control, 210 695